0: Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Two Busy to Podcast. Joining me on the show this week, we have one of my amazing clients, Danielle Swim, a therapist in Annapolis, Maryland. Danielle is a group practice owner and she also runs the Entrepreneurial Therapist, a consulting company and podcast where she helps therapists start and scale their private practices. She is passionate about helping female entrepreneurs push beyond their fears and learn mindset, marketing and systems. She's a mama to a two-year-old and in her free time does yoga and hikes. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show, Danielle, to share with our listeners your podcast journey and what it's been like to work with me during your launch and beyond. How are you doing today?
1: Yeah, good. I'm so happy to talk to you, Rosemary. I feel like we have so much to unpack.
0: Yes, and hopefully we will not spend two hours doing that. (laughs) But I'm really, really happy that you were able to join me on the show. Before we delve into all things podcasting, I would love it if you could share a little bit more about your story. As I mentioned in your bio, you have two businesses, a little one, also a puppy. But where did it all begin? What inspired you to make that shift from the therapy work into coaching therapists?
1: Yeah, so I started my private practice and I wanted to share the journey of what it's like to build a practice to get clients. Um, so I started sharing it on Instagram when I started my private practice and that is how entrepreneurial therapists came about. Um, it was the handle for Instagram and I was getting lots of questions about, but wait, how are you doing this? And how, how do you market yourself? And how, what do you say when you go to networking meetings? And so I just naturally started to coach therapists through comments and DMs and social media, and then it led into its own business. And that's really how it became like an offshoot of my practice. It's kind of like a behind the scenes of my practice and then helping you figure out what your own goals are so that you can build a practice that aligns with your own values and goals too. Fantastic.
0: And you've been doing... The consulting coaching piece for about—is it two years now?
1: Yeah, I started it. I remember I registered it as a business in June or April of 2020, when everything oh, wow. was locked down I'm and
0: into crazy,
1: right? And all the <laughs> businesses were like shutting down, and here I am starting one. And I really was like, should I be doing this? Because this is insane. Um, and then I I did my first course launch in June of 2020. And I've been doing courses and coaching programs since then.
0: Amazing. So where did the podcast idea, when did it sort of hit you? It sounds like a natural extension of the business, but when did the thought come to you?
1: Yeah, I, so before I ever even started my practice or my coaching business, I'm sure you've heard of the podcast, Rosemary, but Entrepreneurs on Fire was with John Lee Dumas. Um, I would listen Mm -hmm. to it every day. You know, he was doing seven episodes a week. Every day he would release an episode and I would drive to my full-time job and I would listen to it. I had a long commute. And so I just became obsessed with consuming podcasts, starting with that one. And... then I imagined myself being on one all the time. I became obsessed with like, I'm going to be on this show one day and talk about my own success. And then once I started Entrepreneurial Therapist on Instagram, I get cut off after a minute or 15 seconds on stories. And I very quickly, when I started two years ago, I was like, I need a podcast because I want to say more. But I honestly was so scared. I just didn't know how to start one, I didn't know if I had enough time, or even if I had enough expertise, um, especially Mm. in the beginning. And so I knew from the get go that I wanted to start one, it just took me a little while to get there.
0: So would you say that Entrepreneurs on Fire played a part in you going out on your own?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I knew, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur since I was born. Like I just, (laughs) through college, I did like dog walking and that's how I would like pay off my car. And then I did a ton of babysitting Mm. and I I just naturally just loved business. And that's why I love that podcast is because I, I just loved hearing people's stories and their worst scenarios. And then it also inspired me to be like, okay, if these people can do it, so can I. And then it inspired me to want a podcast too, because he talks a lot about that, his journey doing that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you mentioned three things that I think keep a lot of people stuck. So whether they sort of wonder, do I have the expertise? Who am I to start a podcast? The piece around, do I have the time? And then the know-how. Did you ever think to yourself, I'm going to figure this out? Or did you immediately think I need someone to help me?
1: I knew I needed someone to help me. I mean, by the point I had contacted you, you know, I had a group practice. I had a little one. It was still a pandemic. My personal life was crazy at the time. And then my work life was crazy. So I knew I needed someone to be like, Danielle, you do this first and you do this next. Like if I was going to try to figure it out on my own, I still wouldn't have a podcast today. I just don't have the time or capacity to figure all that out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you reached out to me, I think it was last summer. And what I loved about you is that because a lot of people don't think in this way, you looked at what was going on in your life overall, business, personal, launches, family, whatever it was. And then you did think very strategically, well, when is the right time to launch? And you came back to me and you said, well, I think in the new year.
1: Which was six months away.
0: Which was six months away. And I thought, at first I thought, "Oh, that's so far. But actually, because I've grown as a business owner myself and I've seen where other people go wrong, that's one of the crucial points. So when you decide to seek help, it does not need to be start next week. You can just kind of get your feelers out there, see what's available and make a plan. Because I've certainly seen how even working with someone like myself, people don't quite appreciate how much is involved. Yeah, And it would be typical that something in life happens when you're launching a podcast, a course, anything right that will be the time (laughs) that the universe decides to test you
1: (laughs) right you get the flu the kid is sick something happens
0: something happens so it's really important to plan it out so i suppose i'd love to start to think about or talk about even what your journey has been like so you launched in february we started working together in january right and i have a six-week plan So we launched sort of mid-Feb. And at the time of recording, it's sort of mid-late June. So what have the last six months (laughs) been like from sort of working together to now you're more or less a veteran podcaster?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and which I don't feel like I am. I feel like I understand the podcasting world a lot better. Like I definitely am not terrified when I get my mic out (laughs) like I was the first few times. Um, But I still, you know, I contacted you this week and I was like, I need to meet with you because I I need to, I want to put my foot on the gas more with my podcast now that I'm not a total newbie and I want to talk with someone about how to do that. But the journey has been really cool. Um, I had my biggest course launch after I launched my podcast. So it was was around the same time. It was, they were actually two weeks apart, which was a crazy two weeks But like, so that was a dream come true for me, just the impact I was able to have, the number of therapists that registered, the financial goals I was able to hit because of that. It was a really big deal. And then being able to podcast, you know, the last five months or so, it's also what I didn't realize. And I think, you know, for anyone listening who hasn't started a podcast yet is One of the benefits of having my own podcast is I really get to meet people that I would have never met. Mm -hmm. And we really underestimate what that does for your business, for your own personal growth, like for how that drastically changes your life. Because I can reach out to people that I really admire. And I'm like, hey, can you be a guest on my show? And now they know who I am. I've had conversations with them. Opportunities come from that. And so for me, like I just, um, you haven't even listened to the episode yet, but I just interviewed a book publisher. Okay. And um, she was talking about how to write a book. And so I learned all this information about how to publish a book, how to write a book, what that does for your business in a way I could have never, I would have never gotten in a room with her before. And so like, these are the opportunities that I've always dreamed of, like writing a book, getting on stages, like having these big audacious dreams that, I know I needed to start a podcast to reach those. Mm -hmm. And these little things are starting to happen to help move, accelerate me towards that. So that's been the good. And then the other piece of it is my biggest piece of like my business for this entire time, the past two years has been Instagram for connecting with people and coaching with them and selling my courses. And in early May, that got hacked. I lost 8,000 followers. I still don't have access to it. It's gone. I mean, it's still up there. I just don't have it. And I was so grateful I had my podcast because if I did not have my podcast, I mean, it would have decimated the entire business. I would have only been able to send out emails to my email list. And that's a lot harder to communicate than like turning on my mic and really telling my community, this is what's going on, different things like that. So it's it's been really good in times of crisis when things come up that I didn't expect. I still have a way to reach my audience. Yeah,
0: and I think both those points are, like you said, are two things that people vastly underestimate. So we'll come back to how the podcast fed into your course launch success, but on the point around meeting people, I couldn't agree wholeheartedly, because I'm fully of the belief that anyone that has a podcast has instant credibility. Right. The minute you put it out there, it's instant credibility. And I say that because there's so much work, time, effort, sometimes money, depends on if you outsource or not, that who in their right, and you're so visible, mm-hmm. who in their right mind is going to do all of that And then put something out that's crap. (laughs) So you're instantly credible. I've had a guest on the show before who said something similar around, because podcasting is so big at the moment, Mm -hmm. unless you're talking about, I don't know, the Amy Porterfields of the world, no one's really going to say no. Mm. So you just using your, I would love for you to be a guest on the show, is an instant barrier breaker.
1: Right. I totally agree. And like for me, it's like, you know, the people that I did ask to be in my podcast, I don't even know how else I would have interacted with them. They're so busy. They're running multiple businesses. And so if I would have sent an email and be like, hey, do you want to get a a coffee over Zoom Mm. as a way to network? Or, you know, do you want to collaborate on something? They probably wouldn't have even answered because they get thousands of emails or DMs or however else you reach out to them. But when I can do the subject line as podcast guest, Mm -hmm. then they pay attention. And um, it's a great way for them to promote their product on my show. And it's a great way for me to connect with them. And it really like, what's really cool is when I'm interviewing people, it helps me with my own growth. I'm sure you can relate. Like you consume a lot of content when you're interviewing people. And I'm like, you know, this person talked about this this week. I really need to start implementing that in my own life. And so it's a huge personal growth journey that, you know, I've been able to go on in like the past five Mm -hmm. months since starting it because of the exposure I've gotten to really widening my social and professional circle.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. I've had maybe 20 guests and I've taken away so much from each one of them. It's just, it's crazy. So going back a little bit to the success of your course, two weeks apart, am I right in understanding that the podcast played
1: a part in your course launch success? I think it did because, you know, the podcast, so we, you know, your whole system is we launch the trailer and then the podcast launches two weeks later. So yeah, as tiring as it was for me to launch the podcast and then my course two weeks after that, it was also a great way to just, I was like, I'm just going to go all in on both of these things right now. And um, I just got my community as a whole excited. I did, you know, you suggested to do a yeah. contest or give prizes for reviews. You know, you have these ways of like suggesting different things to help promote it. So that people subscribe, leave reviews, are listening to it. And so my whole community was just really, really excited. So like their excitement was, you know, all the way up here at the very top. And then I come in two weeks later and launch a course. So they were already so engaged with me. And I didn't even plan for it to work like that. I didn't know how it was going to work. I was kind of anticipating just being really tired Um, but I actually felt good because I was excited about both pieces so much and I knew both the podcast and the course was going to help a lot of people and then their energy and their excitement fueled me to keep going. I was like, oh, this is awesome. They're so excited and and it was just a really beautiful way to do both and it resulted in in my biggest launch, you know, so far in the company and I really do think the podcast had a lot to do with that because of one of the things you mentioned too, which is it, it helped people also be like, okay, she is an expert. Now she has a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, she has this, this, and this, and now we're adding a podcast on top of it. And so I think yeah. it just got people's attention more and they really started to look into my programs after that.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I believe this when I first came into the podcasting space because a lot of people were saying that podcasting is a long game. And I think it was last Christmas, I had COVID and lots of time. Cause <laughs> with COVID, just lie in bed. Right. And I started listening to some different podcasting podcasts and they had a different opinion on it. And so January this year, so you would have been my first client as part of this new, you would have known it at the time. <laughs> But yeah, I started introducing ads and helping my clients to formulate the episodes in a different way because I learned that you can make money sooner. You don't have to wait 12 months, 18 months. So I'm really pleased to hear that the podcast fed into your course launch in some way, or maybe even in a big way. It might be in the future you look at, and we can talk about this offline, how you're able to capture that information so that you're able to put directly how much came from where. Right. So in terms of the process, I'm working with Too Busy to Podcast. What were some of your favorite things or the things that you found most helpful during our six weeks together?
1: Yeah, well, it's funny. I don't even know if you know this, but I found you from Amy Porterfield's course someone recommended you oh, in, the, in the Facebook group yes <laughs> and it's so funny because you mentioned Amy Porterfield so That's I out in there more <laughs> yeah so someone had worked with you in the Facebook group and linked your information and I just reached out to you straight from there oh. but I was looking for someone exactly like you who's very organized you know because when you're hiring an entrepreneur you have to be really careful because I've I've mm-hmm. interviewed people to do like Facebook ads for example. And during the interview process, like, I could tell this is more of a side gig for her. And ah, she was, like, mm-hmm. newer at it and um, not as organized, you know, during that discovery call. And we just didn't end it up working yeah. together because it just wasn't a good fit. And so, like, I was like, I know I don't want that for my podcast, right? Yeah, I want someone who's super organized. This is what they do. This is what they know. Mm. And they can hold me accountable, in making sure I get this off the ground because I do have so many other like balls in the air that Mm -hmm. I could very easily be swayed in a different direction. If I wasn't working with you, I honestly would have probably been like, no, let me launch the course first and then I'll launch the podcast, which having it in the reverse order, which is what needed to happen, it did happen. But for me, I was like, no, like Rosemary's sending me emails And she's like, you know, you need to be at this point in the Trello board by this week. And so I do really well with that. Mm. I respond really well to structure, to outlines. And that's why it works so well for me because I could see the whole vision from the beginning. But I knew I didn't need to work on all of it. I just needed to do one week at a time and that was the kind of breakdown I needed. So when I sit down and I have two hours to focus on the podcast that week, and I only have two hours that entire week, I know exactly mm-hmm. what the, the focus for those two hours is going to be. And I had a lot of questions. So I could ask you, I didn't stop my entire you know, project from moving forward, and you would reply and we would go from there. So I think for yeah. me, accountability was the most helpful And then the structure of the Trello boards, like knowing what step is next. And you even added stuff like how to promote it, you know, once it's been up for a little while. And that was good for me to think long term, because this is something I'm going to be doing for years. And so I do, you know, as an entrepreneur, you always want to be like, okay, it's at this level, how can I get it to the next level? So it was helpful for me to have this information to just start, you know, marinating on now.
0: Yeah. I love that because I love what you just said around, I plan to do this for years. Yeah. That's something that I've recently introduced because I think people have a bit of a short term mindset when it comes to the podcast. And obviously I can't guarantee everyone the same results in the same period of time, Right, but I still need you to have at least a 12 month plan. (laughs) Right. Because like you said, there's so many different opportunities to come from it. Why would you just do it for like three months? You're not going to get the full breadth of what it could do for you and your business.
1: Yeah. And I think that's with entrepreneurship in general. And I think we can weed out a lot of people and you could be a, a much farther ahead from your competition if you play the yeah. long game and everything that you do. And I think like social media has made it so we all believe that, you know, you can get a hundred thousand followers overnight or something crazy like that. But with podcasting, yeah. I think there is, I knew going into it, it is a long game in terms of you really want to build a good foundation and continue to grow it while when you're starting it immediately thinking about how can this feed into my other services so it does help monetize it.
0: Yes. And that leads really nicely into my next question. You touched on it a little bit already, but how have you ensured that the podcast fits really nicely into your life and your business? It doesn't because a lot of people think it takes a lot of time Mm -hmm. or it's all very overwhelming. So how have you been able to manage it?
1: Yeah, so we, um, like, you and I worked together, launched the podcast, and then Mm -hmm. once it was launched, I, on a Saturday, came into the office and, like, got sticky notes out, got all my, like, Dolly Parton, Pandora music on, like, complete (laughs) focus session, and I was like, how can I get this really organized, what's the systems that I'm going to use, so that... I can do this for years and I'm not overwhelmed mm-hmm. by it because I really needed to focus on the launch first. And then once that was done, yeah. I was like, now let's focus on systems. So what I've done is once a quarter, I have it on my schedule where I am spending about four hours, like really diving into the podcast. It might be recording a couple episodes, but it's really looking at the podcast as a whole. Like, how is it doing? How am I feeling about it? Do I like the times that I am scheduled to record it, how am I getting more reviews? This is also the only time that I'm reaching out to guests where like I have to reach out to guests. So during that batching time, I'll send like five or six emails to guests that I want to have on for the quarter coming up. And just try to get them scheduled. And this way I record, I normally have like, I would say probably six to eight episodes recorded at all times so that if a family emergency does happen, I have it ready to go. It doesn't have to stop the podcast or anything like that. I really like batching and I really like being scheduled out to a certain degree. I don't like being scheduled six months out because I think that's too far. That's too far. Yeah. 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 But I like knowing that, you know, if COVID hits the house again, God forbid, like Mm -hmm. I have the next, I think, five weeks, six weeks right now recorded and I know it's going to go out and I know what ads and show notes are going to be done. So I have you doing the editing, which saves me a ton of time. And I also have Mm -hmm. my VA uploading it and um, doing the show notes for them. Yeah. So it's a really good system where I really want my focus to be on record. I do my spiel, I interview or I do a solo episode and then it's taken from there because that way I'm not spending a ton of time doing things. I still have some systems to improve. Now that I'm five months in, I'm learning more about what's realistic. Having people that help me uh, is the only way I can do it and not spend you know, majority of my time podcasting.
0: (laughs) That's exactly it. It's just staying within your zone of genius. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
0: Editing. is a very specialist (laughs) thing. And I'm sure you can be doing, you know, other things that will help grow your businesses. Right. So thank you for sharing that because, because I think you and I are very similar in terms of, being organized and like in structure. So now I'm wondering if there's something in that for me and the type of clients that I work with moving forward. Because I prefer my clients to batch, but I think it, as you've mentioned, it also alleviates that pressure
1: Mm -hmm.
0: on you as a podcaster. So I love that you've shared that. So for anyone that's listening, because I know a lot of people or some people are against batching. They like to be in the moment, but that's the quickest way to burn out (laughs) <laughs> with a podcast
1: right yeah and i was just gonna say like i want my podcast to be my best work you know yes. and i so batching for me helps it be my best work because if i yes. if it's a thursday and i'm like oh i don't have anything scheduled to go out wednesday then i'm yes. i'm gonna like fit it in somewhere and that's not my best work so if I'm batching yes. it, it's at a time when I'm most alert, when I'm most creative. It's not after I've been in six meetings that day <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> just want to go take a nap because yeah. your energy really comes out in your voice. I mean, that's one of the things I've learned mm-hmm. since having it. They can tell my energy. So I really need to have my energy in check and having being able to batch it helps me do that.
0: A hundred percent. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And before we wrap up today's episode, I just wanted to talk a little bit about another one of your wins. So I think it was this thin, was it week seven or week eight? You hit the top 5% of all podcasts globally. What was that? I think I, I tagged you on Instagram. What was that moment like for you?
1: Yeah. First of all, I wouldn't have known that unless you showed me because, uh, again, this is the part I still need to learn. You showed me how to set up. I think it's chartable. And so I keep track of it now. It was, you know, I still deal with imposter syndrome. And I think I want your listeners to understand that you can still show up even when you're kind of wary of it. And so when you tagged me in it, I immediately thought that's wrong. (laughs) Like there's, there's been a mistake, but then when it really started to sink in, it felt really validating and really exciting that this thing that I've dreamed of, you know, since 2017, driving to my Mm full-time job, not even owning my own business or anything like that is now becoming a reality. And this is a sign that I'm on the right path, that I was meant to do this. It really gave me more motivation and momentum to keep going so it was just a really cool moment for you know me personally
0: yeah no it's amazing and you're right imposter syndrome a bit like business as you continue to grow and up level the imposter syndrome is always there but as your editor and podcast partner you're doing an amazing job I spend a lot of my time and I should be editing just nodding furiously, making
1: notes. (laughs) (laughs) I love that.
0: Because even though your show is aimed at therapists, Mm -hmm. I think because it's business-related topics, any entrepreneur can resonate with the topics that you cover. So, yeah, just know that you're doing a really good job and the only way is up. And, you know, you're on, are we on episode twenty? Three, twenty-four, sort of mid twenties. And that's why I said veteran podcaster for two reasons. Because number one, I can't remember the statistic right now, but there's a whole lot of podcasts that don't make it past episode seven. Oh wow. And number two, just listening to the content of your show, I just feel like you're at episode a hundred. Like it's just really, really good. And it's a clear indication that you know what your listeners need Mm -hmm. and what they want to hear. And that's the key with a podcast. Like I speak to people all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me know about your services. And I try and get into a conversation with them. What's your goal? What's your purpose? Oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm then like, oh my God.
1: (laughs) Well, we don't want to turn a mic on and talk about (laughs) that, do we? Yeah. Exactly. So
0: I think with you, like, from the very beginning you were very clear mm-hmm. um and it's just been exciting to see your growth because as every 10 20 episodes you do you'll feel that confidence and you'll feel like yeah i'm doing this i'm a podcaster
1: <laughs> you know it's about finding your voice um yes. literally you know how i speak and am i casual am i am i, am I going to lean into being professional how is it going to go And so with practice, I feel like the more I do it, the more I'm finding my voice. So I totally agree with that.
0: Yeah. And the more comfortable. That's definitely been my journey. Yes. Because I think I started very stiff and professional. Right.
1: Yeah. But now I'm
0: just trying to lean in more of like being myself.
1: Right. Yep.
0: 100%. Well, thank you so much. Was there anything else that you wanted to add or do you think we've covered everything?
1: No, I think this was great. I mean, this was a lot of fun really reflecting on my journey, you know, five, almost six months in. So this has been good. Fantastic. Well,
0: I would love it if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about your challenge, your spring cleaning challenge and where they can find you online.
1: Yeah, sure. So if any of your listeners are in a service-based business, like if you're doing one-to-one coaching, if you're a therapist, of course, or have a private practice of any kind, I do have a five days spring cleaning challenge. And it's just about getting everything organized in your business over a five day period. And you can sign up for that on my website, which I know Rosemary will link in the show notes. And it takes you through five days of just getting everything organized, no matter what season it is, but it's called spring cleaning. And then you could also find me on Instagram at The Entrepreneurial Therapist um, or listen to my own podcast at The Entrepreneurial Therapist Podcast.
0: Perfect. I'll make sure all those links are included in the show notes. Thank you, Danielle, so much for being here with us today, sharing your podcasting journey and your experience of working with me. I really appreciate you taking the time and to our listeners, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.